Welcome to the Be Still My Soul podcast. My name is Ray Brandon. I'm the pastor of Northbridge Church, and we are journeying through the Bible using the Gospel Project, and we are in Unit 18, Session 1, Daily Study 1. In your daily study today, you have Psalm 40, a Psalm of David, and I would encourage you to read that Psalm about God's faithfulness, God's faithfulness even in dif- difficult circumstances. It's yeah, um, it's an excellent psalm to begin our study in the book of Esther. I, I just briefly t- want to remind you of what's happening in the book of Esther. Um, and I want you to to really read this book. In fact, I would encourage you just to sit down and read through the book in one sitting. It's a, it's a short book. It's a wonderful story. There's plot twists and turns. And even if you know the scriptures and you know what the story is, it's a wonderful thing to read over. But I, I want you, especially those of you who maybe learned this story in in um, in church growing up, um, you're already familiar with the the storyline of Esther. To read this, not necessarily in a different way, but to read it with open eyes and open ears for the text. Here's why: many times, in fact, this is what the way that I was taught. Maybe inadvertently, maybe I picked this up, and my teacher was teaching me something else. Um, but what they were they taught me that um, the book of Esther that Esther was this saintly individual and and so does so is Mordecai, um, but what they do in the book um, raises a number of different questions. Now certainly there are high points, um, but there is some just real pragmatism. Um, Mordecai seems to be okay with the fact that Esther um, is in what uh, is more than a, a beauty contest. Let me. Um, just put it that way. I mean, Esther was in uh, um, a one-night stand contest with the king, um, and there doesn't seem to be an ethical dilemma presented by that um, in the in the book itself, um, and, and at least by the character uh, of the story. That adds to this uh, storyline, and, and and certainly adds to the color of of the book. Because as you read through the book, too, we look for. Where is God in the book? Um, as we um, read through any book in Scripture, we say, well, what does this tell us about God? And if you're looking for the mention of God, it's, it's only in passing. Um, you look for prayer in the book, and you'll find very little. God is, is nearly absent from the book. And you say, well, well, this doesn't teach me anything about God at all. And the answer to that is ac- actually, well, no, this teaches us a lot about um, the book of Esther. Why is this even in the canon? What would be missing? Well, there would be something significant, uh, a truth that is sig- significant that by God's sovereignty can only be taught here in Esther or only taught in this way in Esther. And that is that God's sovereign grace continues towards his people even when they are wayward. And so you have a wayward people, a wayward people of God in general, but you also have Esther and Mordecai. Um, they aren't the saintly people that we make them out to be um, in this book. If we are very honest and very clear as we read through this book, there's there's definitely things they do that are commendable. In fact, the last chapter um, is the, the publishing of Mordecai. Um, he gets accolades and all kinds of, of different awards, and he is extolled just a few um, verses. Um, his popularity is is made known. And so he is is lifted up in the end of, of the book. And so there are certainly high points um, to them. But we'd have to say, by and by, 
that Esther and Mordecai aren't these individuals that we would lift up and say, this is how you do it. And, and so here we, we look at this book as a whole and see the, the, the design, and that is by God's sovereignty, and say, well, God is, God is relatively absent. No, he is not. Um, he is here. He is in the book. He's moving the plot line forward. Um, he is directing, and God is at work. He is on the move. And so that causes us to really trust in him, especially when uh, the circumstances around us seem really difficult. Maybe we've responded to a, a situation and we haven't exercised um, wisdom or grace or patience and we've acted out in anger. Um, maybe there's regret for a certain part of our life. Maybe there's difficulties of circumstances that we're going through. Even the recording of, of this podcast uh, a few moments ago, we laid to rest a dear sister and um, we have to ask why. Why would God take a life so early in, in life, her husband and two children, um, now continuing their journey here. And the Bible gives answers for that. The Bible gives answers. The Bible says that God is doing something. It gives us uh, these small storylines like the book of Esther and the broad storyline of the whole Bible itself to tell us the meaning and course of history in, in the wrestling with evil and the triumph of Christ in the goodness and glory of God. And so we would be missing a lot if we did not have this book, this precious book of, of Esther and its incredible story of God's sovereign grace, even when we are wayward. And we give praise and we give thanksgiving to God that he loves us so much that he will preserve his people generation after generation time after time. That's what God does. Um, he loves his people. He's loving you today. And so you, you might be saying, you know what, I, man, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a mess up. Um, I, I'm prideful. Um, I can't do much for God when I attempt things for God. It just doesn't seem to work. I don't know what your self-talk may be today, um, but just know this, that God's working. God is working. Um, and, and in that, we, we look at our life, past, present, and future, and we know that God will keep working. And that ought to inspire us not to make excuses, but to obey.